Finding Revelation Daily Podcast 5 Finding revelation in our personal lives is to discover or perceive a surprising and or previously unknown fact through divine or supernatural disclosure. It can be an event, dream, vision, or miracle made known in subtle or dramatic ways. In order to experience revelation, we must discern what is happening in our spirit through exchange and interaction with people, nature, and the connection to our surroundings. Then translate this information to revelation through spiritual knowledge. The revelation will contain and reveal a divine truth that is communicated to us through the understanding of God's guidance and warnings. It may be something He reveals to us through an act of protection, enlightenment, or by revealing spiritual wisdom through a dream, vision, or miracle. My mission is to express to you the importance of being aware and receiving this divine assistance. We all must have an understanding and the knowledge of how God works in our daily lives as revealed in Scripture. We can gain insight by telling each other our experiences. They become a powerful medium in which we can learn and grow. Understanding these messages can help strengthen our resolve when times are difficult. In my last couple podcasts, I have explained the encounter with the end of the rainbow and how my husband, Jim, and I drove through it slowly in our rented Jeep. The next podcast explained how we had come to the island in the first place and the miraculous events that led up to it. This podcast will continue to be my testimony for my journey of dreams, visions, and miracles. The revelations and encounters I have had through the years, which has helped me to come to understand how wonderful it is to be a Christian. The revelations and encounters I've had through the years, which has helped me to come to understand how wonderful it is to be a Christian. We all can have the opportunity to encounter God. Other religions understand God to be too large, too busy, or too important to be involved in our everyday lives. But I now know the opposite is true. Our God is a large and powerful God. He is also personal. Our faith should teach us that God loves mankind so much that he came down to live among us. In the Bible, it is written that we were allowed to touch God, who had come down in the form of human flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. Not only were we able to get personal with him, but we were provided with the promise of the ability to communicate with him. John 14, 26 says, quote, I will send the Helper, the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you all things. End quote. Through the years, I found that my relationship with God comes with a responsibility to come to know Him and His ways. God is a spirit. The prophet Isaiah received a message from God, quote, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. End quote. This is another reason why we need to learn His way. When God confirms by giving us a word, a dream, a vision, a miracle, and then he gives it to us a second time, there's an important significance to the event that he's communicating. By praying and focusing on the message and by studying his word, the relationship with him grows to a new level. This in no way means that we need a confirmation from God each time he speaks or moves our spirit. 
there are times where we need clarification and understanding. We can ask for that clarification and or understanding, but it should not be a stipulation of our relationship with Him. God will give us signs of confirmation that are real and important. I must trust in the Lord to point out what He would like me to understand and seek discernment and revelation to accomplish His will. When we returned back home from Hawaii, I continued to pray for clarification and revelation as to what the Lord was trying to tell me. He gave me a second rainbow. A few months after our rainbow encounter in Hawaii, a young man who is the son-in-law of our neighbor across the street came to tell us he had been out hiking that morning in the hills back behind our homes, and a rainbow had appeared over our house. He said that as he made his way back home and he got closer to the houses, he could see the end of the rainbow on top of our house. He was quite animated as he explained how when he approached our house, the rainbow had not only not disappeared, as one would expect, but it had remained in the exact same place. The end of the rainbow was planted on the roof of our house. We told him the story of how we had encountered the end of the rainbow in Hawaii, and this somehow must be connected. We thanked him for letting us know. The Lord has a message for me, but I am still trying to fit all the pieces together to provide me with the answer of the big picture. Day by day, I am given another breadcrumb along the path. Now I understand when the Lord does something twice. He is making a definite statement. But what does it mean when he gives a message to us for the third time? The third time involved a visit from Jesus. Here's that story. For a long time, we were having reception problems with the cable in our home. Each time I called the cable company, one of their representatives would examine the problem and say that rats were chewing on the cable in the attic. We lived off a canyon and rats would sometimes get into our attic during the fall months, and we would have to wage a battle by plugging holes and cutting branches on trees to cut off all access to the home. Despite all of our efforts, however, the rats always seemed to find a new way to get in. The cable company said the only way to correct the problem was to run new cable on the outside eaves. I was reluctant to do this because I felt it might be an eyesore as well as an unnecessary expense. After getting at least three different opinions, we finally decided to go with the cable company's referral to install the new exterior cable. We made an appointment twice. Each time, no one showed up to install the new cable. One night, I awakened to a vision of a rainbow. During this time, I was still seeking answers from the Lord as to why the rainbow had come to us. I saw the rainbow, and then Jesus appeared. At that moment, his foot touched the rainbow. The contact made a loud explosion in my bedroom. And then I realized the electricity in the house had gone out. It was a clear night in the fall, and there was no rain or wind. After lying wide awake in the darkness in my bed, a little while later, I heard the clicking of the electrical panel as the electricity came back on except for the light on my DVR cable box. This was the revelation I have been looking for. The rainbow represented the covenant the Lord had made with Noah, 
which applied to all humanity. God promised to never again wipe out all of mankind. And Jesus is the new covenant, the word, the giver of life. Genesis 9.13 says, quote, I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. End quote. And Ezekiel 1.28 says, quote, Like the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud on the day of rain, so is the appearance of the brightness all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard the voice of one speaking. End quote. The day after my vision of Jesus and the electrical explosion, I found the DVR in the cable box no longer worked. It seemed to me that the electrical surge had fried the components. I called the cable company, and a representative came out and tested the box. He confirmed it was no longer working and replaced it with a new cable box. We no longer had a problem with the cable signal throughout the house, making it unnecessary to replace the cable. It became obvious to me that I had been given yet another message, and it had been confirmed in the material world. I now understand the Old and New Covenant. But where is this taking me? Many biblical figures were called upon by God to undergo epic journeys. Moses was told to lead his people out of slavery. Jesus taught the word of God throughout the ancient land. The stories in the Bible go on and on. Some stories involve prophets, some with just everyday people, and some with God himself. The whole idea is to focus on the crucial element of the journey. When we are given a mission, we should understand that it can't be met with adversity and doubt. During these difficult times, we should be inspired by the Word of God and let it strengthen us and help us to stay steadfast in the direction laid out by the Lord. We should seek His guidance and adhere to His Word. Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6 says, quote, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. End quote. It's very apparent that God is making sure he has my attention. In recent years, I've started to feel a sense of urgency to answer his call. He's confirmed his message three times. I understand that faith-filled determination is required to be able to proceed on the path that continues to be laid out in front of me. The beginning of these revelations started in 2003 and have continued through today. Not everything has been clarified. I have now experienced two miracles and a vision with a rainbow. I've been able to link the covenant meanings and how the days of Noah are here. I believe that these experiences may be a bridge to prepare for what is to come. I have continued to research and learn through established methods to determine if a dream, vision, or miracle has been sent by the Lord. The greatest confirmation is when it comes from the Word of God. The Bible is clear that there are deceivers, and of course, there's the great deceiver, Satan. I understand that when God gives me an instruction, a warning, or important insight that is veiled in symbolism, just as it was in ancient dreams and visions of the biblical prophets, it is up to me to uncover the dynamic insights and to study and understand the prophetic symbols related to the event. Sometimes the interpretation 
isn't clear to me. After breaking down the symbolism, it's still up to me to apply that meaning to my life. Now, yesterday, and for tomorrow. The Lord has told me time and time again, starting in 2003, to record what I see, record what I dream, and record my experience in relationship to Him. My analogy for recording my experiences is that it's like keeping a ship's log, which is a record of important events in the management, operation, and navigation of a ship. My record of events will eventually provide me with the navigation necessary for my spiritual journey. In the meantime, I must continue to record these events, examine the meaning as I go. I found that as my journey continues and I obtain more insight into the meaning of a dream, vision, or miracle, it can change or vary in its meaning to me as more information becomes available. I have experienced downloads of information which I can't remember. I'm aware of the information given to me when it happens, but I can't seem to remember it as I come out of a deep slumber. But I'm aware that the information is so extensive and so profound that I intuitively know that if I move forward writing it down, which I have done in the past, it slips out of my reach by the time I can reach my computer or reach a pen or paper on the side of my bed. I have come to the conclusion that this information has been stored in my memory bank for a specific time for which the Lord will activate it within me. I know that I am spiritually sensitive. I receive information from God in whatever form He chooses to send it to me. As I give testimony to these experiences, I expect that another set of scales will drop from my eyes. A deeper understanding will continue to blossom. The Lord tells us to take action in James 2, 14-17. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Through the years, I have exercised discretion when sharing my dream, vision, or miracle. The few people I've chosen to tell have not looked favorably on me for sharing. Maybe they don't want to say, or for some reason that I am still aware, it somehow strikes a chord within them that makes them feel uncomfortable. Many times they express negative reactions to what I believe to be a positive message. Maybe because they feel it's not directed at them. Or maybe they believe that God does not speak to us today. The spiritual realm comes through the gate of the imagination. This does not mean that we are making it up. Because of our conditioning, we are extremely limited in our perception as what we define as real. When we take the time to enlighten ourselves through the scriptures, We can understand, develop, and expand our senses to provide us with the information, ideas, and possibilities that contribute to our growth and development. When the world around me is content to live with the scales on their eyes, the only thing I can do is to have faith in God and continue on the path He has set for me. And when it becomes clear, I pray my family and friends will be able to understand with my help from the Holy Spirit. I look forward to our time together 
and we will continue this conversation in my next podcast. In the meantime, you can go to my website at www.livinglifeonhigh.com or you can email me with your experience at livinglifeonhigh at gmail.com.